Yo, what's going on everybody? It is 3 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. Today is Saturday, March 13th, 2021. Welcome everybody. Glad you guys made it. I'm sorry I was really late in uploading kind of like the schedule thing, like the placeholder for the live stream today. It just kind of lost. I lost track of it. I'm a little bit tired today. Went on a very long walk. Played at two of the girls' favorite parks today. Uh, logged a total of five miles of walking, my wife and I. Uh, we tracked it uh, to get to these two parks and then didn't count like, you know, walking around in the parks, of course. But um, we did that. So a lot of walking, pushing the stroller. My wife pushed the stroller the entire time. So she's got quite a workout. The girls are exhausted. I'm a little exhausted. We got back like maybe like 30 minutes ago. But um, yeah, I was getting all ready and I was like, oh, just kind of like easing in, refreshed my cup of coffee for a day. And I was like, oh, I'm all ready. And then I was like, oh, no, I totally forgot to put up like the thumbnail for the live stream. So I put up last second and I don't know what the thumbnail default is when I don't like upload a specific thumbnail, but that's what it looks like when I forget to upload a thumbnail. Uh, but glad you guys are here. Glad you guys made it. Uh, before we get started today, let's say hi to everyone listening on the podcast version. Hope you guys are having a good run or a good commute today. And everyone watching this on YouTube after the fact, welcome. So glad to have you guys here as well. Jeff Elliott was the first one here early today. Says, yay. Glad you made you, you must have clicked on it like as soon as like I, I posted it. Because I think you were, this timestamp on this says 2.56. And he says he's first, which I think you you definitely were. And he did just happen to hit refresh at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> Martha was here not long after that too. And then Rob Vince found, man, you guys are fast. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. And Sarah's like, yeah, hey, I was refreshing a few times looking for the title. Glad we're still on for today. Yeah. Uh, very glad, very glad to make it here. Ines um, says, hi, Kapuzi and everybody. Back on the trails with Pip today in a windy on back to the Bothy. I think I'm saying that right, including a bit on the beach. I saw the photos today. I was glad to see Pip back out there again. And I was wondering, you know, there's a couple times where Pip's had to take a couple of days break. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what Pip's running history is like. Is she getting overtrained? Is this an overuse injury? So, it's kind of, but, I, but then I was like, no, I think the other time before, like her paw was getting just raw from from some of like the winter conditions or something like that. So that's just what I was wondering about. I was like, can dogs get overuse injuries? I don't actually don't know the answer to that. I feel like, you know, especially a dog like Pip, um, uh, like a, a shepherd, like I don't, I don't, I think they're still like built in such a way where like they just are, whatever a human can throw at them, they could easily handle, I would think. But I actually don't know the answer to that. Hmm. Um, it kind of reminds me of like uh, I was in uh, I was listening to the news this morning and they were saying like in the U.S. they're going to start allowing like uh, more different types of healthcare providers to um, administer COVID vaccine shots. One of category being veterinarians, and so I was like, oh man, I've, I'm like I'm in good with our veterinarian. Our dog has been very expensive to care for over the years. He's very prone to ear infections because he's got giant ears. And um, we, we also board him um, at, at the vet, and it's not cheap. And so, like, yeah, we're, 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 we're I mean, he, every time I call up, I just say, hi, I'm calling for my dog, Buddy. And they're like, oh, Buddy Co. So, like, they, they know, I mean, how many dogs, there got to be a lot of dogs named Buddy. But they're like, when I call about my dog, Buddy, they know who I'm talking about. So I'm like, come on, maybe my vet can come through. And I'll be like, I got to go to the vet today to get a shot. <laughs> just sounds like a very weird, weird sentence to say. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that that's actually going to happen, but, um, but I, I'm glad that there's going to be enough supply that a potentially weird situation, like your vet calling you to get a vaccine shot 
like a human shot. It's a, it's a very, um, it, uh, that amuses me in a lot of good ways. Oh, and by the way, speaking of COVID stuff and vaccines, where, where's my coffee? Um, this morning, I was going to sleep in because um, I, I didn't have a video planned for today. And I actually don't have any, I guess I could have worked a little bit on a, the next day's footage um, just to kind of get ahead on things. But I was like, no, I'm going to try and sleep in, get some rest. I got a race coming up in a week, a virtual race, but a race. And uh, I was going to sleep till 530. But at five o'clock, my eyes opened up and I was like, I got to try to get Fauci. So I, I woke up at five o'clock in the morning on a Saturday and I was like, I Googled like how like interview request Dr. Fauci. And I got like a link on the NIH website. So for like media requests and stuff. So I sent an email. I mean, I sent it at five o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. So I, I don't I, I don't expect a response right away because um, they have very many other things but i guess like the press room should you know that's their job they, they should be whoever's at that email address should be responding to that hopefully relatively quickly or but maybe they have to coordinate with the doctor about it but you know i've done it you know all i can do is say no or i can get no response at all in either event i'm at the same place i am now fauci less but yeah if we can get fauci i'm gonna keep trying i'm gonna just keep emailing them at the nih um and see if I can if I can reach him because I think it'd be fun. But the thing is, you know, like he had a really nice interview with Stephen Colbert the other day. I was just watching clips of it this morning after I sent the email. And uh, it's um yeah, I like that guy. I like that guy a lot. Um, all right, sorry I got distracted today, but I guess it's okay today. We don't have no no game today. Just checking in with you guys, seeing how your long runs were today, and seeing how you guys are doing. JC says, uh, hello, all 13-mile run this morning and second COVID vaccine this afternoon. Well, that, now, that's a great Saturday. A long run in the morning and the second vaccine shot in the afternoon. Mm. Does it get any better than that? Yeah, pretty nice little Saturday, JC says. Yeah, it, it doesn't get better than that. Awesome. Jana says, hi, everyone. Been very tired this week, so I decided to move my Sunday morning long run to the afternoon. And as a result, I got to enjoy the live stream today. Awesome. Very cool. Very, very cool. Good to have you here um stevie 76 says is j-lo on strava i heard she's looking for a new running partner <laughs> that's funny awesome um martha says it seems like the kahuzi strava crew is hitting a lot of wind today all over the u.s and the uk and germany yeah it was i you know i had a lot more wind today than i was expecting i had a hard workout this morning but um you know, it wasn't as bad as on the other on thursday for my workout thursday but yeah but uh I feel we're, we're about to get some weather. I don't think tomorrow, but it's starting to move in already. The The wind is coming off the lake and it's chilly. Otherwise, like temperature wise, it's warm here, but I, f I feel a change coming. I've also watched the weather forecast, so I do know that a change is coming, but I can also feel it. <laughs> I, I'm not like some sort of like weather savant or anything. Uh, Recycle on Wednesday says, hi, everyone. What's going on? Sue Ann says, happy Saturday, everyone. Just came in from an easy nine-miler. Had a lunch and ready for the last time. Awesome. Very cool. All right, guys. Um, Lena's just going to be mo mostly listening today. Needs to stretch and other maintenance stuff. That's great. That's a great way to do it. I still, I'm, I would like to figure out a way that I can also stretch maybe and do this while doing the live stream. I, I don't know how to do the logistics of that. I don't think I could do it in here. There's just not enough space in here. But I, I, got, I got some thoughts. It'll take some time to kind of execute on it, but. Maybe we could do that. I think that would be nice. I still also do want to do like a, um, like I'd love to do like a Zwift session. Like an easy, what do they call it, spin? Like an easy like hour on the bike and like do live streaming at the same time. I think that'd be fun. Uh, all right. 
Oh, okay. So Ines says it's a Chicago photo. Good on the thumbnail today. Oh, okay. I forgot what it, I forgot what it was going to be. Brendan Cam is in here. What's going on, Brendan? Um, it says, oh, well, hello there. Uh, awesome. You know, Brendan, I was thinking about you the other day because I was like, um, what was it, yesterday? But I was thinking about like, hmm, I think a funny video to make would be like, because, uh, you know, for a while I was making a lot of like top five videos when I didn't have an idea of like what to make a video about. I think let's just make a whole bunch of top five videos just for fun. And I was thinking a funny video to make would be like make a top five, my top five favorite Canadians. Or like top five favorite Canadians. How do I make it like very, very weird? I don't want to make it like all Canadians of all time. But I don't want to make it just top five Canadian YouTubers. I'm trying to think if I can name five Canadian YouTubers. I think I could probably do five Canadian YouTubers. Um, yeah, I think I could do five Canadian YouTubers that I enjoy watching. But I, was, I don't know if I want to make it broader than that or not. Or not. That's a video that's coming up. I'm going to do that. I think that's fun. I think that will be a fun one. But I was thinking about you, Brendan. <laughs> uh, all right. Martha says she says she did an experiment because she has an old Garmin 35 and a new one thanks to Chris. Yeah, awesome. You guys are great. They put one on each wrist to see if the heart rate was the same. It took a while for the new one, but they now show the same. Hmm? There you go. Awesome. See, I, I like I like tests. I like doing the test, like wearing two things on the arms. It's silly sometimes, and it's a little bit excessive, but I mean, there's only one way to find out some of this stuff. Hmm. Sarah Mim says, Kofuzi, what brand roast of coffee is your go-to on average? What do I having now? Um, right now I'm having that, um, what was it? It's the Unicorn Blood by Dark Matter Roasting. Dark Matter is a local brewing company. They have a couple of shops, but they're a local roaster. I, want, I said brewer, but they're a local roaster. Um, and this one on the description was, it wasn't so much... I think this was the fanciest way I've ever seen of saying that it's not a single origin coffee. But I'm saying rather than focusing on the location of the coffee, they wanted to highlight um, the farmer's growing technique. And it's a Central American um, coffee. So I think it's a blend of Central Amer different regions possibly of, from Central America. But those are generally my favorite kinds of coffee anyway. I felt like they're... Uh, they're not usually too nuanced for me. I, I, if there's too nuanced, I won't get it and just kind of tastes a little bit muddled. Um, but it's a straightforward, like, coffee flavor. That's, I, I, that's just kind of how I like it. Um, so I, I do really enjoy this one. Um, and uh, that's one that's really tasty that I've been enjoying lately. Typically, I will say that more about half my coffee is like K-Cups. So Green Mountain, that, that brand. No, 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 no. I've been doing Solimo, the Amazon like competitor to it, and there's like a um, like a just like a dark coffee something. I don't know what even know what it's called. So that uh, that's definitely the um, quantity over quality play. And then I've done Solimo um, like their ground coffee before too. I had to put in the AeroPress. It's pretty good. I mean, like price per pound, like for again quantity over quality is good. Um, but to put that all into context, some of my favorite coffee is Starbucks Christmas blend. So like, you know, there goes my, like my credibility as being a coffee reviewer, I guess. Um, but I do, I do like that one quite a bit as well. People tease me cause I like that. I don't know why it's delicious. 
All right. Um, Lucas Lily says, uh, yeah, sorry, mouse froze for a second here. It does that. Lucas Lily says, tomorrow I'm going for my second half marathon. Time try, guys. All right. Good luck, Lucas. Go get it. Um, and IQZ says, hey, I'll usually watch these on replay by catching the slide runs. Well, welcome. Glad to have you here. It says, feel like I've stepped through the fourth wall. I'm checking in from Melbourne. It's my day off, so no run. Awesome. Well, I hope you're having a great rest day. And uh, yeah, welcome here. It's great. I think it's better when people are here live. I totally understand. Well, especially with time zones and stuff, people, uh, it, it might not be at a convenient time, but I, I think it's a lot better. I like, I love interacting with you guys. Um, all right. <laughs> Martha says, a swift mukbang at the same time. I mean, I suppose that could happen. There's a lot. I mean, I feel like the bike is easy. I mean, like, I don't know that I could do that while running, like if I did it on a treadmill, but I think it's something that I could do on a bike. Um, just cause it's easier to eat on a bike. I don't know if I could do like noodles or anything like that, but like, I'm pretty sure I could eat like a Jimmy John sandwich while I was on a bike. I wouldn't be biking very hard or cycling very hard, but I'm pretty sure I could do that. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. And you know what? I think a, a Jimmy John sandwich fits in the bottle holders of most running packs. You could have like two Jimmy John sandwiches, one in each bottle holder up front. I bet a Jimmy John sandwich could fit in the back pockets of what do they call them? Jerseys for cycling. Then they got the pockets in the back. I bet you could fit one in there and it'd be like reaching back for a bottle. But instead of reaching back for like your Martin or your scratch labs, you could just reach back for like veggie sandwich double avocado <laughs> uh jeff Lee says uh, were any of you trying following the challenge miami thing uh the try thing you know i didn't uh i saw that uh gwen uh gwen jorgensen had tweeted about it uh congratulating the winner and then i saw um uh lucy charles uh tweet about or she had an instagram post about it and I didn't really understand it because I don't understand. I don't really follow cycling at all. But I guess she overtook a lapped cyclist on the wrong side, and there's some sort of penalty. So I'm not sure how that works out. Um, but she had. She, there was a very. Um, it seemed like, you know. A very rational response to her disappointment. So, I felt like I. I felt. I, I mean, I maybe there's more nuance to it than I'm picking up, but. I felt like this was a it was a very um, adult way to handle her disappointment. So I mean that that much I followed. That's bad. Hopefully I didn't give any spoilers away to anybody that was gonna watch it later. Um, all right. Mm. <laughs> Matt says, but could I do a mukbang while swimming? Speaking of Lucy Charles, there was one time, I mean, she wasn't doing a mukbang, but one time I was watching a video of her swim training and uh, I was like, watching this video, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I ever want to do a triathlon because she was doing like 10,000 meters or something like that in a pool or something ungodly, it seemed like. She was in there for hours. And what she would do is like every, like in between every like rep, on the edge of the pool was like a little Tupperware full of gummy bears. And so she would swim, like stuff her mouth full of gummy bears and then just keep swimming. And I was like, wow, what a great way to ruin gummy bears. I just, <laughs> I just didn't find that to be, but then on the other hand, I was like, oh, that's nice. 
Like you kind of you swim a little bit, you have a little snack. Like if for me, the like the thing that would I would want at the end of the pool. What would you want at the end of the pool? Like if you were like go two lengths, have a little snack or something, go two more lengths and just do that. I think what I would want at the end of the pool, because this is what I want whenever I go like swimming or I'm at the lake or at the beach, that kind of thing. I always really want Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> so I think I could do a, a mukbang. I mean, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be like while swimming, unless I was like pushing like a floating bowl and then like swimming and then every once in a while like like taking a chip but i think like if we did it that way i want like i swim out and back and then like that's probably not what it's called out and back that's like a running term but uh i'll do an out and back and then like grab a couple of chips and then do another one i think i could do that i think that'd be kind of fun <laughs> uh and jeff Elliott says lucy charles barkley came in second was it because was it because of a time penalty do you know, or was it? Did she like cross the line in second? I, that's, I got the sense that like, maybe that what, maybe she crossed the line first, but she wasn't the actual winner because of that. Yeah. Mm. JC said, "Could you eat a Jimmy John sandwich while swimming?" Uh, that probably not. I don't know if I could do the Jimmy Johns. But those French bread loaves that they bake are so fluffy. I mean, I don't really consider them French bread. I don't. They call them French bread, but I don't. I don't think it is. But it's very tasty, very cakey. I like it. <laughs> Jeff Elliott says, "I'm a bad vegan that loves Doritos. Cool Ranch aren't my favorite, but are still great. They're good. They're like you know. I I'm a big fan of the. Uh, in our house, we call them blue Doritos or red Doritos because that's how my girl, girls refer to them. The flavors. I I prefer Cool Ranch. Um, cooler Ranch always seems like. Uh, there's a lot of inconsistency. Some dur- some of the chips are like extra powdered and some have like none at all, it seems like. So I just, I generally feel like Cool Ranch is a more consistent ranch application. So I like that one. But um, since my daughters have started, like they prefer the, the the nacho cheese, or I guess it's always, is it, it's always nacho cheesier. It's never nacho cheese. It's nacho cheesier Doritos. Um, I, I have, you know, re uh, rekindled an affinity for that flavor, the red ones. But my preference is the Cool Ranch. But in a day, after a day I've spent like in the water, I definitely want Cool Ranch. The, like that's a that's a very very strong craving. I don't know why. <laughs> Stevie seventy six had some car issues. He had to yell. Not his car though. He yelled at my neighbor last night for almost running me over during my run in the neighborhood. Dude has a bad habit of running through the stop sign without looking for pedestrian cyclists. Yeah, is that awkward though? Because like you know the guy too. I yell at cars all the time, but it's like people that aren't that don't like live in the neighborhood. Like if I saw the person later, you know, like would you know, it'd be like, oh hi, is it like that or is it like I remember you? You know that kind of thing. I don't know. Right by the hospital out here, uh, I run. I usually run past the parking garage to get to the park, and um. Uh, even though like the people that park in that parking garage are usually like medical care providers, doctors and nurses and such. Uh, and they know that the park, the parking garage is right by the park and they know that lots of runners are, are near the exit frequently. They never look like both ways um, before they pull out, even though there's a, an easy mirror. So they wouldn't even have to look another way if they just like looked, you know, a little bit different, they would see the mirror if a, if a runner is coming. But I, I almost get hit a lot at that. And so, like, it's just like, come on, guys. 
you guys, I mean, you guys just came out of the emergency room where you guys work. Like, no, 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 no concern about like, you know, maybe being a little bit extra careful. But I understand how it is for a lot of these medical care providers. They probably got caught late after their shift catching up and helping someone else. And now they're just like racing home because their family's like, why are you so late? So I get the urgency, but yeah, people, people don't, don't look for pedestrians even when they know that there's pedestrians and that's frustrating. Mm. Mm. All right, let's go scroll down a little bit. Um, Shannon says about that car, that was rude. Today a car was flying towards a flashing ped crossing she was crossing that shannon was crossing so i waved for several seconds while crossing and then it slowed he honked and i gave the finger then i cried why did you cry you were in the right there's there's another place that i i mean there's only there's only like two places where i encounter cars on my entire run because i'm very fortunate to be very close to the lakefront and i just run along the lakefront path um the one is right by that hospital and the other is i have to cross like an exit ramp from lakeshore drive to get into the park and it's another situation where like the cars have to turn right. So they're only looking left to see if they can turn right on red. And so as I come up to it, I can usually see, even though I've got the green, the walking dude signal, like the walking person, I could see them come down, slow down. They don't want to stop. And their eyes are only looking the other way. And I'm coming from this side. And I, could, I can always tell when someone's like, nope, they're going to just blow through it. They're not even going to pretend to stop. They're just going to roll right through this red light, and they're not going to see that there's a runner coming. And so a lot of times, you know, I'll, like, be running like this, like, waving my hands at people and, like, screaming because it's like, hey, 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 that's not your turn. It's my turn. I got the right away here. And so um, I've definitely had to do that, too, and I've just screamed at people, you know, for it. And it's their fault. I mean, they didn't even have a green light, you know. They had a red light, which at best means a right on red means you stop first and then turn. But everyone's so in, it's in such a hurry to, like, get to wherever they're going. And I always feel like when it comes to pedestrians versus cars, one, cars need to be more careful because where pedestrians were small and cars are giant, relatively speaking. Well, cars are giant anyway these days. But the, uh, um, the other thing being, like... Um, I mean, like if i have to stop that's a lot of work for me to get back up to speed if i'm on a bike if i'm running whatever if a car has to stop for an extra second that's like a person sitting and still sitting you know like foot on the gas the brake the, you know like the relative effort it's like come on all you have to do is continue sitting just in a different position maybe but i have to it makes me change my level of energy expenditure if i have to wait for you when it's my turn to go i don't know kind of how i feel about it all right um martha says when i was growing up in la we had a small pool in one house and our dad would swim laps and our cat would wait at each end to lick his face <laughs> he's the one who fed her <laughs> that's really funny oh, cats are so strange i love it um Didi says french fries on the run sounds totally doable here's the thing how would you hold the french fries though you'd have to hold them um, cause I'm thinking like, if you tried to put French fries, I was just trying to envision it like French fries in like your pack and like your running pack where the bottles would go. Like maybe that would fit, right? Cause of the tension in the thing, but I still feel like they would jostle. 
That'd be the hard thing, because otherwise you're holding it like this. But maybe that's okay. I don't know. I think that could work. French fries while running. I, I I do like frequently really crave fatty, salty stuff when I'm on the run. So that'd be good. Ben Browning says, question. Are a larger proportion of Canadians in the USA closer to the Canadian border like Chicago in the old days for work opportunities or close to the sun and heat to escape Canadian weather? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Canadians are everywhere. I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, what I do find is in a lot of vacation places that I've gone to, um, like spring break, that kind of thing, there's usually a loss. There's always a strong like Canadian component. I feel like Canadians are, are good about taking their vacations. Uh, some Americans are too. I'm terrible at it, but, um, yeah. And which makes sense if it's really cold, but I don't, I don't know. It's a good question. um <laughs> my cows with the super chat for the fauci fund yeah i don't think it's a matter of like getting money to, to get fauci but i appreciate i appreciate the support and um yeah maybe we get fauci on here i hope so i hope it happens um <laughs> dd says someone should invent a, cater, a container to hold french fries in the front flask pocket um you know what's something that's very weird going on on twitter I love Twitter because you can reply in GIFs, and I just love to do that. Um, I, I, I Frequently, I reply only in GIF. I don't put any text to it. I just reply with the GIF, which I'm glad there isn't some sort of, like, you must have text requirement or something dumb like that. So um, what uh, the one GIF that doesn't seem to work anymore is there's a clip from The Office, and I don't remember this episode. Because I, I, I watched The Office for a while, and then after a while, I kind of, like, lost interest. Um, but there's a clip of Stanley with, like, basically it looks like a running pack, but it holds a slice of pizza inside. And the gif is him taking, like, unzipping it, taking a slice of pizza out, taking a bite, and putting it back in the, in, like, this front car like, this front-loaded carrier. And I, I love using that one. I refer to it frequently. But lately... I could still find that GIF, but every time I try to tweet using that GIF, it won't let me use it anymore. I don't know what's going on with that. It like says like there's some sort of error, and it asks me if I want to save it as a draft, but it won't ever let me post it. Other things I can post, but it just won't let me post that. So I think there's something up with that GIF. I don't know why. It's crazy. Um... Recycle on Wednesday says, on topic book recommendation, Traffic by Tom Vanderbilt. My library only had audio and it worked pretty well in that format. Hmm, interesting. I, uh, there was a time where I was consuming a lot of content about traffic, like traffic flow theory, you know, like, uh, like civil engineering, you know, that kind of thing. This was back when I lived in St. Louis, where I was like, this is not a densely populated city. There aren't that many people that, that are here yet why is there such bad traffic there seems to be like an inordinately bad amount of traffic for the amount of people in this city and so that's when i got very and i was driving commuting for work and so i was like there has to be a reason for this why is this why is this like this i hate this 
<laughs> so I don't, I don't know if I've ever read that one, but I spent a lot of time thinking about it. There's like a major like center for study of like traffic is in Northwestern, just up the street a little bit. Um, I know that because I've had to look up um, traffic and congestion like experts through the course of work, but just a side topic as well. But yeah, I'll have to look that up. Traffic. I don't know why, but I just love like the idea of like fl- I guess flow in that way. Stevie seventy six says, "I wear high vis everything at night. Might get those battery power vests that lights you up like a Christmas tree." Yeah, um, I mean that would definitely work. I I mean I usually see. I think yeah. There's two things. Like one, I like. Um, who was it? was it chase the summit that put a good video about it and he's like there's two kinds of visibility one is like for other people to see you and one is for you to see and so i usually like primarily rely on the headlamp but then i was like oh if there's people behind me i want them to be able to see me and i always assumed that my headlamp would be visible you know but maybe it's not but i was thinking stevie for you if it's not bright out maybe it's i mean if if the guy's just rolling through that stoplight all the time anyway maybe like lights and visibility isn't going to help you but one of the things that I, I frequently do when I'm wearing the headlamp and I see cars is I'll shake my head like right at the driver's side window because I'm like, that's got to catch their attention if I do it that way. So that's kind of like been my, my theory. Carl J says about drivers, I stop flicking off horrible drivers. Don't want to flip up the wrong person like the guy in the movie Falling Down. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, there's a movie that my daughter really likes. It, ha- it stars, I forget her name. She was one of the co-stars in the Descendants movie trilogy. And then they gave her her own movie um, where she's an aspiring ballerina. And uh, she doesn't flick off a driver, but she's late for an audition. And she steals an old lady's cab. as she's uh, It's raining and it's hard to get a cab and she's running late. And she kind of like almost shoves this woman out of the way and hops in her cab. She's like, sorry, I got to go. And then she gets to the audition and the lady who's in charge, like the director of this performance is the lady that she um, cut in front of and like shoved out of the way and was rude to. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a popular theme in movies, but I think that one lady in that Disney movie simply ruined that girl's career falling down. That's a whole, I think is falling down a movie that people still watch. I feel like, that movie is just like universally applicable, right? Right? It's relatable. I, maybe I need to watch it again. I just feel like that movie is very relatable. There was a time where I was like, if I had a falling down moment, my suitcase, what would my briefcase have in it? What would your what would be in your briefcase, Carl? If you had a falling down moment, mine would be a pack of Shinamen. That's what would be in my briefcase. <laughs> Do you guys, do you remember that part where someone like tries to steal his briefcase and he's like, give me that briefcase. I need the briefcase. And inside the briefcase was only an apple. Hope I'm not spoiling the movie, but that movie is like 20 years old. So if you haven't seen it by now, yeah. Uh, Scott Allison says, as far as like being lit up like a Christmas tree at night, he says, I swear by Knox gear for being lit up like a Christmas tree at night. I'm not familiar with Knox gear. I'll have to look at that. Um, 
James <laughs> Cole says, I worry about being too lit up at night, like how drunk drivers run into cop cars because they get attracted to the flashy lights. Is that a thing? Is that true? I didn't know that that was a thing. Really? Huh. I've never heard of that before. That's very strange. Uh, Christopher Rochelle says, I was running with a buddy once and a car turned in front of us when we were crossing the street and he slapped the car and yelled, we have rights. I just stopped running due to laughter. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've done that before at that parking garage I was telling you about. Uh, yeah, there was a guy pulling out and like, uh, there were two runners. There was someone else who was a, a step ahead of me and I was like kind of overtaking and she stopped and then I just kept going because I had the right of way. Because he's coming out of a driveway and turning, right? So I certainly have the right of way. And he got, the guy got so close to me that I just put my hands down on the, on the lid, uh, like the, the hood. And I was just like, I just slammed the car. I didn't say anything, but I just like slapped the car. Because I'm like, if I'm this close to you, there's a problem. You know, that's, I didn't say that, but yeah. Um, yeah, and then, and then I looked back and the, both the driver and the girl looked at me like I was a crazy person. And I'm like, maybe I overreact a little bit, but I'm, I just feel like, I don't know. Um, I'm the one that almost got hit by a car guy. So I feel like my reaction, whatever it is, is a valid one. Uh, well, I mean, me now, within reason, I suppose. But yeah. Um, Frank Lillier says, driver's turning right. Only look to the left and we'll run you over from a stop when you're straight in front of them if you're crossing from right to left. I agree. I agree. It's that kind of like I'm looking this way and going that way thing where you're like looking the wrong, like in the other direction because you're only worried about cars that might hit you. They totally will. They totally will. And so like it's something that I've learned that like I got, you know, I tell this to my kids all the time because they'll – They've been saying the same thing. They're like, that car needs to stop, Daddy, because it's our turn. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. But it doesn't matter how right you are if you got hit by a car. You know, you're still going to get hurt, and I don't want you to get hurt. So that's kind of like my point to it. It's not fair that I have to be more careful than the driver. But the reality is, is like, you know, I have to be extra, extra careful for other people's lack of care. That's how I try to live, but, you know doesn't mean it's not frustrating when people are irresponsible you know mm. all right sean marshall says talking running at night headlamp of course but also recommend blinking bicycle lights should make some and i just loop one on my finger like a ring i have a i have a i don't know if it's when i think it's actually nathan i have a nathan red light that's like a clip light it like clips onto a belt or something that i will put on the back of my if i'm wearing a pack at night i'll just clip it onto like kind of like where like the neck is um on my running pack or just somewhere on the back and you could set it to either solid red or blinking red and i do feel like the flashing um kind of catches people's eyes and it's all about just catching the eye is my big thing so that's something that i sometimes do i probably don't wear it nearly enough um, if I'm wearing a headlamp, which I usually am when I'm wearing that, I'll sometimes put it on the back of the headlamp thing, uh, the elastic. So I have like the light up front and then the blinking light in the back. But yeah, I, I typically don't wear lights when I'm running in Chicago, just because it's usually lit where I am. 
Um, but in Iowa, I had to wear a headlamp every day. Sarah Mim says, I looked on iTunes today. The book I recommend mentioned about Ethiopian running shows $16.99. I don't mind paying for an audiobook, but I thought an audiobook would be cheaper since it isn't printed. Yeah, you, you would think, right? But it, it isn't. You know, it's the cost of consumption, I guess, is how they're, they're seeing it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, on the one hand, like, I understand, like, with the print, you know, you're getting something that you could keep forever. It's You could put it on a shelf. You can highlight it. You can fold the pages. You know, you can put tabs in it, whatever you want. What do you want to do? The audiobook is harder to kind of like do that too because you can only like listen to it and like maybe time maybe timestamp it you know um somehow but i think like part of that is like well we have to pay for production someone to read it and then someone to edit that and put that all together and package it and it's like a separate distribution i guess so i think i don't i think that's the rationale and i also think that just like well, that's what the co it costs i don't know what the book costs in paperback if it's in paperback yet but i think that's it's unfortunate I do think it should be cheaper because the distribution is, you know, they don't have to warehouse it. They don't have to, you know, front the money for printing costs. You know, there's no risk. You know, so I do think it should be cheaper. I'm having a hard time. I think if I don't look at the camera in a while, it loses my eyes. And that's why I think I get soft. Sorry about that, guys. As far as focus, soft focus. Um, <laughs> Louis Becerra says, my gra grandma always said to me, assume that all drivers are super and then a red face emoji yes in those words <laughs> bless her soul that's a good that's kind of a good way to think about it too um yeah yeah frank lahulier says about the audiobook you have to pay for the performance on on top of the book that yeah that's kind of what i was thinking uh and carlos rivera says no more headlamps for me after we spring forward tonight mm. is that what it is I'm trying to think. I, I have a hard time always like, it's going to be an hour ahead. So five o'clock will actually be like six o'clock. Yeah. So does that mean the sunrise is er relatively earlier for me then? I thought it was going to be the other way around. Either way, I don't know. I don't like daylight savings. I think we should get rid of it. I don't think we need it anymore. Mm. Sean Marshall says, my new recovery house shoes are Birkenstocks. My high school self and my archers both rejoice together in crunchy hippie unison. That's funny. Are they coming back? Is that a thing, or is that you're you're just, you're just trying to revive them? You're making you're making the play for them. Is that it? Um, you know what? I don't think I've ever had Burks before. I think I had other like sandals that looked like them before, but I don't think I've actually had Birkenstocks. Yeah, I don't think I have. Mm. Jeff Elliott says, I want to do more cycling on the road, but I'm terrified of being killed by someone on their phone. Yeah, I think that, like, the that's a big thing for me, too, at least in Chicago, that I'm worried about, is, like, riding a bike on the road seems terrifying. Everyone that I know that rides a bike regularly in Chicago has, like, a, well, that, that time I got hit by a car story, and I just, it, uh, yeah, it, it makes me very scared. By the lakefront, lots of bikes. I, I, I like that. I could do that. And I've ridden bikes on the road before. Plenty of times I've commuted by bike. But, you know, it's. I, I think it's, it's 
it's real, all, you have all the dangers of running on the road in terms of like the cars just aren't looking for you and don't see you, but you're just doing it much faster. Um, but that being said, like there, when we were out there walking uh, with the girls on the lakefront, there was a lot of bikes out there moving really fast today. And I thought it was cool. It's nice to see. But, man, they were moving. Mm. <laughs> Frank says, this is not a weekend where I need to lose an hour. I saw something going around on Twitter saying, like, why can't the hour jump happen at 3.30 on a Friday? <laughs> Which makes a lot more sense. I think it'd be hard because then um, it'd be one of those things where you know, that reminds me of is, like, um, what did they say? Like, so it was in Parks and Rec when someone scheduled all of Ron Swanson's meetings to like a certain day and a time that they thought would never happen. And then one year, like 12 years out, some weird fluke of the calendar, that date and time happened and all these people were there and he had to have all these meetings. But yeah, it'd be like if it happened at 3.30 on a Friday and then it jumped to 4.30, you could set all your meetings for 4 o'clock Friday on Daylight Savings Time Day. <laughs> That'd be funny. Martha says, my nieces who are in their 30s wear Burks, so they're kind of eternally popular in some demographics. Well, that's good to know. I mean, I feel like it's a classic silhouette, as they would say, right? As some people, they seem like the fashion industry. So, yeah. Hmm. And it says, so the USA goes into summertime two weeks before the UK. I don't know about summertime, but I I found this out for the first time. I think it was the end of, is it the start of daylight savings? or end? I'm not sure which one it is. But in the fall, when I think I was trying to schedule something with either Andy or Ed Bud, And it was like, wait, you guys aren't in daylight? You guys already did daylight savings or something like that? It was something where it was off. So one of us was off by two weeks. So I think I didn't know that it was consistently like that, but yeah, that's the first time I realized that there was a difference. That it wasn't like every everyone around the world all goes at the same time. Yeah, another, yet another reason why like we should just get rid of this weird kind of like thing that we do. Mm, Steve Arnberg says, "What's going on, Steve? First running the Glycerin 19. I like them much more than the 1080 V10. Really nicely cushioned without feeling too soft. Oh, interesting." I ran in the glycerin, was it the 18? Yeah, because then the, the new one's a 19, right? And the last one here was the 18. I thought it was okay. I was expecting more from it, though. I just felt like it felt like a ghost, to be honest. I didn't, I, I, like, I'm not sure I could tell the difference between a ghost and a glycerin running in them. Um, and I was expecting, like, Bondi-like um, cushion in it, but I didn't quite get that. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe they Brooks isn't really known for like massively changing their shoes from model year to model year, but maybe there's been some changes. Maybe I need to take a look at that. Mm. All right, Dominic Smirnowski says, Kofuzi, I recently recovered from a runner's knee. Not sure if my next training block should be for a 5K or a half marathon. In parentheses, more speed work or high pace in the 5K training. Any recommendation? Um yeah uh well congratulations on getting back from the runner's knee um and i know that takes a while and it's frustrating um but uh i think that 
you know, I don't, I don't think that it makes a huge difference in terms of like what's better for the knee necessarily. Um, but in, in either event, like you're going to need to like kind of ease into the training or a little bit, or, you know, I wouldn't go like full bore right away uh, unless like you're confident that like you're full, you're past the condition long enough where you're ready to take on a full training plan in either event. Um, but for me, what I liked doing was kind of like, I felt like with the runner's knee, I was losing a lot of both distance and intensity. And so I was like, I need kind of a, a reset. And so I did look to some shorter, like mini blocks of training. Cause usually a 5k training block, when I look at them, they're not as long as like a half marathon training block. And so like a shorter training block to kind of jumpstart things, kind of like, kind of, you know, kind of set tone in a bit. So like it was more about mental for me than it was about um, physical, although there was a physical component to it for sure. So that's kind of like uh, how I looked at it. But I don't have a very strong opinion on it um, without knowing like what are some of your more long-term goals, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, Affluent Journey says, people are hit and killed at the Key Biscayne all the time. Yeah, the city of Chicago posts, uh, publishes a report every year about like the most dangerous intersections for like motor vehicle versus pedestrian um, accidents. And so, yeah, that's a that's a report that uh, is always surprising and not surprising to read at the same time in terms of where people are getting hit and run over. I remember one time I had an office on on um, on Madison, really close to like the like the like the numerical center of the city, as far as like you know, the, the streets are numbered like north and south. They go up by hundreds. Same thing with east and west. I was almost at like zero, zero. And um, right around there, there was a very dangerous pedestrian intersection. And on one of the garbage cans by the intersection, they had posted like an advertisement. And the advertisement was about like pedestrian safety. Like pedestrians um, should be careful and motorists should also be careful when making turns. And... Um, that intersection happened to be a particularly busy intersection. And there was one time I was like just on a phone call, standing up, like looking out the window. And uh, I saw a person get hit by a car turning and not paying attention enough. Um, and the person ending up like lying down on the ground right next to the garbage can. The person wasn't that hurt. Um, they were able to like sit up. I think, I think an ambulance did take them away, but like it didn't look like they didn't get like creamed by the car. Um, but like, uh, I mean, there could have been other injuries, but as far visibly, it didn't, you know, seem like it was that that bad. But like the irony of like them getting hit by a car and like getting laid out on the ground right by the sign saying like you don't want to get hit by a car is kind of crazy. And I would hear it a lot. Like I would hear like um, like people screaming at cars, uh, or like cars honking. Or sometimes I would hear like you know, cars screeching their wheels to brake real fast, that kind of thing, um, at that intersection. It was, it was really crazy. Uh, Jody says, in Queensland, we don't have daylight savings. Whilst it sounds nice not to have to change clocks twice a year, we miss out on having the extra hour in the evenings daylight to spend outside with family. That's true, but I mean, it's not like you're not getting it. You're just, it's at a different time of year, right? Because like, you still get that. Because there's a part of the year where we miss an extra hour where it gets darker earlier, faster. So it's like, we, you know, it's, yeah, I think you're not missing out on anything, Jody. And it's not about changing the clock. I mean, I, you know, this is the time of year where everyone trots out like the stories in the blog posts 
about how like you know how bad daylight savings is for kids in terms of their sleep schedules and adults and productivity and offices and all that kind of stuff um and i think i was listening to a i think it was a rich roll podcast when he had someone that was talking about sleep and he's saying like twice a year we do a massive global experiment on the effect of just an hour less sleep and what it does to our safety our productivity you know um just the way we function and that goes to show you how sensitive our bodies are to even just an hour more or less of sleep um and he's like it's called daylight savings so like oh that's an interesting way to look at it um yeah i just think it's i think it's bad for everybody i don't i don't i don't know who wins from daylight savings that's the thing that i I, i'm pulling away from it um because like yeah like you're saying jody it is nice to have the extra hour with family and like my girls are excited um to have more daylight time but it's just like mm, you're just taking it you're getting it one place but you you took it away from somewhere else that's how i think of it <laughs> steve Ehrenberg says bikers are not as friendly as runners they do not like those of us who sometimes run in the bike lane that's true that's true bike bicyclists can be grumpy when runners are in the bike lane there's a section of the lakefront path here where it's split there's a bicycle section and a, um, a runner section um and the run the runner slash pedestrian section is closer to the water but the city has closed off that part because that part usually takes a beating from the weather uh, especially during the winter and this year they did like some all sorts of protective measures to like protect kind of like that coastline and also the the trail that part of the path that's there and so runner well, runners have to go up to the bicycle part the part that's normally bicycling only and with the weather getting warmer there have been cyclists coming back to the trail and i don't think they've been they've clearly not been back since last winter since these like protective measures have been set up like these environmental protective measures have been set up because there's been bicycles that are like have been like growling at me as they've been like whizzing by because i'm a runner on the bike part and i'm just like welcome back it's been it, i hope you enjoy your first ride back on the lakefront after the last six months so have a great ride that's kind of how i feel about it but you know i can understand their frustration because um you know they're moving at a great rate of speed in a place where they're supposed to and allowed to work to to be operating at a great rate of speed and you know cyclists and uh and pedestrians especially a pedestrian like me who's got a selfie stick and he's like winging it around you know can can be kind of terrifying for a cyclist i can imagine so yeah I, I can understand where they're coming from for sure and i also think that it's just uh when i'm on a bike when i was like bike commuting a lot i don't know it's easy to get that like road rage i think it's hard to have road rage when you're running because you're just out of breath you know but i think on a bike bicycle it's easier to have that road rage but you're and i also feel like on the bicycle you're just getting aggrieved that much more it seems like you just get, get kind of like kind of like constantly getting pooped on in a way of speaking you know so i can understand it um, and ted and ruth wants to know what are the u.s laws regarding mobile phone use while driving for the most part they're state by state and they vary but at this point they're all pretty unified that you shouldn't be using uh the phone holding the phone while driving you shouldn't be texting while driving um but, but 
do people still do it all the time especially in in rural iowa oh all the time people are on it you know what's funny is you know when i was in rural iowa and running around i always would try to like film uh the tractors and like the giant farm equipment that would pass me as i was running or if i was passing it usually they're passing me but like um a lot of the time there'll be someone in a giant tractor on the road like driving a tractor with wheels tires taller than me like a giant tractor on the road it's a dirt road in farm country so like not i mean they're where they're supposed to be but still they're on the road on a phone at the same time i'm like you know if there's ever a time to be like extra careful about not texting and driving when you're driving the tractor is probably the time but you know oh we've gone a little bit long camera we're about to lose the camera here um that's a good sign and i switch over to the other camera real quick the other camera overheated so here we are there we go um but yeah so uh it people still do it a lot I mean, even in chicago it's not just a rural uh, thing even in chicago people do it all the time um people do the thing where they hold the phone like to their to their mouth whether while they're talking um and then they'll like look at it and stuff too so like you know people people are pretty terrible about it in the u.s um but there are technically laws against it i think in most states i think that's pretty universal all right let's do um one more and then uh and then i gotta get going mm, stefan f we'll do this one and i gotta get going for a day stefan f says did you know the nagoya marathon is being held today kicking off in around two and a half hours and 62 year old mariko yugeta is trying to better the two hours and 52 minute 13 second 60 plus world record she set in osaka in january i did not know that mm, that's cool um, I wonder, are there going to be spectators at this, a lot at this event? How is this event being held? Because I think the Olympics announced that they weren't going to have any spectators, right? So it's amazing. To see, I mean, and I don't know that's, gonna, that's very different in terms of like the kind of people that they would anticipate visiting for the Nagoya Marathon versus like the Olympics. But it's, in, it's, uh, you know, it's a little, it seems a little bit inconsistent, but I, I can understand. But that's totally cool. That's totally cool. That's amazing. 62 years old and at 252 Whew, that's fast and that's fast anytime by 52 and 62 and doing that fast hmm you know i i you know there's times where i'm like i don't know if i'll ever get under three hours and i think maybe my window is closed but then i'm like i don't know there's people doing it there's people doing it and then i'm like yeah but those people are probably a little bit more genetically gifted than i am maybe they came to running later in life you know but then i'm like no 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 I'm just going to use her example as inspiration and go for it. So, yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to, I don't know if there's going to be any way that I can see the Nagoya Marathon, but I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for that. Thanks, Devin. All right, that's going to be it for today, guys. Tomorrow morning, we'll do a video. It's going to be another workout video talking about uh, one of the last workouts I'll be doing before the Shamrock Shuffle. Um, it'll be from the workout I did today. Um, six times, six minutes, not mile repeats, but six minute repeats at threshold pace with just a minute rest, finally getting to do that workout that I had to cut short that last time. And then we'll do another live stream in the afternoon, 3 p.m. Central. Hopefully I'll see you guys then. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.